No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Go. edition of the Daily Boogie. How the fuck are you? Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a good week. It's very good to see you out there. Keeping busy. Are you keeping each other safe? That's very important. Man, it just doesn't sound right tonight. (laughs) How's this for an intro? So, literally like five minutes before we went live here, my um my favorite headphones that I use when I'm recording stuff, which are like, you know, cover all the ears, over-ear headphones, like really sound eliminating headphones. And then when I'm playing games or watching movies or whatever, I, I use different ones. I use like the backless ones because they feel like more like ambient noise, like room noise. And like five minutes before the show started, my favorite headphones, kaput. Kaput. Dead. Just, just one ear just went, just went, and you know, fiddled around with the cord, fiddled around with the cable, fiddled around with the jack. Nope, it's just one ear. So, hey, we're off to a flying start, aren't we? <laughs> so everything sounds different and it doesn't feel right, but hey, you know what? The show must go on because really, I'm only doing it once a week, so who cares? You know what I mean? It's not that hard. So we'll carry on nonetheless. Thank you for joining us. We've got uh, lots of stuff to get through. <clears throat> lots of interesting things. I know you're very interested in safety out there. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Thankfully, we live in a time and age where so many people are dedicating their lives to protecting us. Every day we're surrounded by these, these virtuous, giving, sacrificing, I like to call them heroes. You know, they give so much of themselves. They put themselves at risk for you and me every day. Their families are at home wondering if they'll, be, if they'll come home that night, you know. Will mummy be back? Will daddy be back? I don't know. It's terrifying for these people. And thankfully, you know, a lot of them work in, you know, the upper echelons of the bureaucracy and government departments and whatnot. And it really is, you know, it's it's kind of like a charity role. That's what you do. Real idiot asking, is Boogie in a camp? I've been told to say no. I have I have been reliably informed by my friend I've been reliably informed by my friend here who's uh, supervising me that no it is not a camp it is a voluntary protection facility that's what we're calling it here in the camp I'm sorry definitely not in a camp definitely not Actually, I've got a I've got a bit of camp news for you. We can do a little bit of camp stuff. That'll be fun. 
Let's get into it, shall we? Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Stick around. Have a good time. This one was sent through by N-Word on the Discord. By an N-Word on the Discord. Right-wing activists are openly weaponizing Twitter's new private media policy. What do you think of that, huh? <laughs> oh, really? Wait, we, wait. What do you mean by... Define weaponizing. Weaponizing is one of these words that I can't fucking stand. I hate it. I hate the word weaponizing. Ever since the 2016 election... It's not a real word. It's not a real thing. There is no weaponizing. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't weaponize anything. You know, all right, you might have. You might have strapped a fifty cal to the back of a Hilux in Afghanistan. You didn't weaponize the Hilux. You put a weapon on it. You know, you you can't weaponize speech because that implies that speech is you know a tool of violence when it is you know so much more than that. But who would have thought that, you know, some kind of terms of service crackdown by Twitter would result in unforeseen circumstances? I mean, isn't that strange? Isn't that weird? How these things just keep happening. Right-wing activists are openly weaponizing Twitter's new private media policy. Twitter acknowledged on Friday that a new policy had unveiled this week to protect users. Well, we're protecting you again. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Thank you, Twitter. Thank you for protecting me. Twitter acknowledged on Friday that a new policy it unveiled. It unveiled like a statue. They they pulled they pulled the blanket off the stage and sitting there was someone with a MAGA hat on wearing handcuffs and they all just gave a round of applause. Well done. Good job, everyone. I knew we could pull it off. Twitter acknowledged on Friday that a new policy it unveiled this week to protect users from harassment is being abused by malicious actors, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a malicious actor out there? When I think, when I hear the term malicious actor, I think only of Alec Baldwin. For who could be more malicious than he? He so dared to pull the trigger or pull the hammer back, then denieth any responsibility in the slaying of a dragon. Twitter acknowledged, I'm reading the same line five times. Twitter acknowledged on Friday that a new policy had unveiled this week to protect users from harassment is being abused by malicious actors days after journalists, left-wing activists, and self-described, quote, sedition hunters. Sedition hunters. Are they anything like the uh, pedophile hunters, I wonder? Because that that may be fertile soil to till for future episodes, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe it's probably being promoted on YouTube as we speak. Maybe we need to investigate these sedition hunters a little bit. See what they're doing over there. <laughs> what are you guys up to? Hey, you're doing videos? We may have to have a little stroll past. May have to have a little look at the sedition hunters. Fut Coming to a Daily Boogie episode near you. Who are the sedition hunters? Uh, Self-described sedition hunters reported their accounts had been locked for sharing publicly available images of anti-maskers. Isn't that a shame? Isn't that weird? It's almost like, um, you know, how... It's almost like how you can kind of film, let's say, pick a random journalist out there. Uh, it's almost like you could film Tucker Carlson's house. 
and and then put that information on Twitter before, and then kind of direct, you know, a, you know, a mob of knuckle dragging rock apes with frothing mouths in that general direction and say we're all meeting up at Tucker's place. Come down, it's a party, right? And, it, you know, of course, that would be okay. Because if anyone were to ask you why are you there, you would simply say, we're standing up for the oppressed. And they go, well, of course, on your way. You must be, you must be allowed to protest. I mean, we all believe in protest in a, in a democracy, am I right? Yeah. But you were allowed to do that before. And now it seems that, unbeknownst to the people who demand more terms of service and more regulation and more tight controls on what is allowed to be seen by people. Because <laughs> that's ultimately, whether we like it or not, and whether whether it's the right situation or not, it's probably not. But whether we like it or not, we're in this situation now where Twitter and the internet, Facebook, Reddit, etc., etc., have become, you know, to control that is to, you're now regulating what people are allowed to see and hear and experience you know and and it's allowed to be done to us because the argument is silly but the argument is it's for your own protection and we just kind of casually day after day sign over to this we need to be protected from things we can't be allowed to see things we we're not we're not worthy enough to handle the burden of seeing things for ourselves. Isn't that strange? And I'm sure you're like me and, I mean, you really do appreciate what these people do for you because you wouldn't have the common sense to know the difference between, you know, say a conspiracy or misinformation or actual information. You just wouldn't know that because you're an idiot. You're an average idiot out there. Uh, same as I am. That's why we need better people to decide for us what we can see, what we can listen to, what we can experience. It's for our own benefit. Really. The acknowledgement highlights how Twitter, this is the article, has been caught flat-footed by what it described in a statement as, quote, a significant amount of coordinated and malicious activity that led to, quote, several errors in Twitter's enforcement. <laughs> oh, isn't that strange? You know, because when I've seen coordinated and malicious organisations, you know, conducting quote-unquote ops on social media, uh, it's generally not described as coordinated and malicious. It's usually given terms something along the lines of grassroots is thrown in there often. Um, you know, organic organic outrage is, is one that gets thrown in there. Organic, grassroots... Concerned people on social media, etc. But now, now that people are saying, well, actually, you're violating your own guidelines when you do this and reporting it, now it's become coordinated and malicious. You see, you're supposed to ignore some rules when they are, you know, when they inconveniently come back and bite us on our own assholes. It's your job out there. You're not supposed to challenge these things, right? You're not supposed to enforce their rules, okay? You're only supposed to complain and become an ever-shrinking minority in this, you know, environment until you're no longer able to affect any algorithmic uh, changes whatsoever 
from that which is what we want to see, what we want everyone to see on social media. So go along to get along until there's very few of you left. That's the best advice I can give you. <laughs> Maybe you'll be allowed to stay, you know, for the last of the of the bannings. And won't that be fun? <laughs> won't it be fun? To- hey! Won't it be fun to wave <laughs> off the last of your friends off social media? Miami MILF tipped $30. Oh, wow, thank Didn't you. get to thank you for entertaining me on my three-hour drive last week. Oh, thank Pretty you. Pretty sure you helped avoid a road rage incident. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much, Miami MILF. Very generous. Avoiding road rage incidents. That's a good start, especially when you live in Florida, because if uh, Hollywood has taught me anything and if corporate media has taught me anything, it's that every road rage incident in Florida ends with a mass shooting. That's what I've been told. And the survivors, if you survive the mass shooting, you'll more than likely die of COVID. <laughs> and the corporate media would never lie to me, would they? Thank you, Miami Mel. Very generous of you. We've corrected those errors and are undergoing an internal review to make certain that this policy is used as intended to curb the misuse of media to harass or intimidate private individuals. Yes, but which private individuals? Surely not all of them. <laughs> you know, like I said before, the Tucker, the Tucker Carlsons of this world can't be allowed to be comfortable, can they? Really? With all the oppression that they're promoting? We mustn't have that. So I do wonder which private individuals they're referring to. It's almost like we're creating a class of untouchables, isn't it? It's almost like we're creating an elevated class of people. Strange. Sinister Charlie pipped five dollars. Hey, hey, thank you, sir. Haven't been here in a while. Oh, where you Thought been? I'd show some love. Happy birthday. Thank you, Sinister Charlie, ladies and gentlemen. From the start of the intro every week, Sinister Charlie. The same one. Big Juicy Delicious Cox. Thank you very much for the $5, sir. That's very generous of you. And thank you very much for the nice wishes. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sick of this already. Let's move on. <laughs> How Australia... You're going you're gonna to really appreciate this one. You're going to love this. How Australia became a flashpoint for the US far right and anti-vax movement. Why are you exporting your conspiracy theories here? Everything is fine here. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey? There go those Americans at it again, exporting their far-right anti-vax rhetoric. Like we couldn't come up with our own. What an insult. Do we really have to bring it in? Don't we have some good anti-vax rhetoric people here amongst us? Why do we need to bring them in? Can we just make it a temporary visa for the Americans? for the American anti-vaxxers, if they are indeed creating a flashpoint down here in Australia. Can you do it on a Saturday, please? Not when people are trying to go to work on Monday to Friday. We want our weekdays in Sydney flashpoint free because it is fucking difficult enough to get around in this city. Don't make it harder. <laughs> this city was built in the time of, you know, horse, horses and carriages. And the streets, ref- the, the width of the streets reflect that vision. <laughs> And now we're driving fucking trucks and semi-trailers and, you know, cars and shit around. It's a nightmare. So please, keep the protesting to a Saturday. We're not doing anything. Hey! Thank you.
Why didn't it play? It didn't play Kimmy's message. Thank you, Minister Fun Kimmy, with a very generous donation. $50, ladies and gentlemen. That's called a pineapple down here in these parts. Thank you very much. Happy birthday, you Australian. It's probably because you said cunt, I think. I've probably got some shitty kind of filter on it or something that I wasn't aware of. So my apologies for that. Happy birthday, you Australian cunt. Play the whole thing. I have to play the whole thing? Okay. Won't I be copyrighted? Won't I be copyrighted if I play the whole thing? Iceman double four double three with a diamond. Happy birthday, books. Thank you, sir. And the whole clan gathers round and gifts and laughter do abound. And we let out a joyful sound and sing that stupid song. Happy birthday. Now you're one year older. I really didn't want to do it like a birthday thing. <laughs> it only takes one of you to fuck it up. But thank you. So let's drink to your fading health and hope you don't remind yourself your chance of finding fame and wealth decrease with every year. Does it feel like you're doing laps and eating food and taking naps and hoping that someday perhaps your life will hold some cheer? Happy birthday! What have you done that matters? This is this is proper hillbilly music, isn't it? It's downhill from now on. Try not to remind yourself your best years are all gone. If cryogenics were all free, then you could live like Walt Disney and live for all eternity inside a block of ice. But instead your time is set, this is the only life you get And though it hasn't ended yet, sometimes you wish it might Happy birthday! You wish you had more money Happy birthday! Your life's Happy so sad, it's funny Happy birthday! Benzone tipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. Some backsheesh for a book on filing a plastic toothbrush into a redacted by Australian government. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. We must not utter that word. Ambelina with the diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Ambelina. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. But I didn't really, I really didn't want to do a birthday thing. That's why I didn't call it. Because we did the big birthday bash last year, you know. We had everyone on and it was a good time. So I thought this year I'm not even going to mention it. And then I did the starting block last night with Greeno. And it's the first fucking thing that comes out of his mouth, isn't it? <laughs> Daryl with the diamond. Happy birthday. Another time set by Daryl, the, the flying Scotsman out there. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for the video. Right, see what you've done? Victor with the diamond uh, with a YouTube clip. Now, see, now everything's going right off the rails. Everything's falling apart now because of what we're doing here. So you understand that this, this changes everything. Look, see? Hello there, Boogie. Oh, it's the guy. <laughs> I know. This, this is the guy from last year. <laughs> Foggy with the diamond. Happy falling out of your mum's cunt day, you cunt. Is that what happens? Ew, gross. Thank you, Foggy. So this is this is what the this is what this is what some of the boogers got me last year for a present. Okay. Hello there, Boogie. Happy birthday. Thanks. I know. <laughs> I'm the happy birthday singer. And your friends, Boogie, yeah. they've asked for me to come and sing a like special really happy birthday song to you today on their behalf. Thank you. So here I go <laughs> with a specially requested happy birthday song. This makes me think of Bart in that fucking pizza place. Hello. 
Hello there, little one. I hear it's your birthday. Would you like us to sing you a special song? Hell no. Okay, take it away, Senior by B. Verratti. You're the birthday, you're the birthday, boy or girl. <laughs> song, just for you, Boogie. Oh, just for oh, me. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Happy birthday to Maybe. you. Happy birthday, Maybe. Boogie. Happy birthday, birthday to, to me. you. Me. For you're a jolly good fellow. Boogie's a jolly good fellow. fellow. You are a jolly good fellow. Hello. And so say all of us. I heard somewhere that other countries don't do the for he's a jolly good fellow part. Do you guys do that in the States? Or is it just us? Is that just an Aussie thing? For he's a jolly good fellow. And sing it like a few times. Do you guys just stand there and look at each other after the happy birthday song ends? Look at each other awkwardly? Jim Enward, hell no. <laughs> you don't do the for he's a jolly good fellow part? Sometimes. Okay, sometimes. Just on special occasions. Sinister Charlie in the chat. Just every now and then. Victor says, we do the hip hip hooray. They do that here, Iceman. Okay, fair enough. Not in Canada. Apparently the Canadians are very strong on the fact that they do not do jolly good fellows in Canada. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Why is that such a touchy subject for our northern brothers and sisters? What's going on there? <laughs> he's he's not a jolly good fellow. He's a Conte. <laughs> is it because you're all so friendly? Maybe... Canadians are friendly every other day and on birthdays they're just miserable twats. Hey, happy birthday my Canadian friend for he's a jolly good fella. Oh, shut up, why don't you? I'm one year closer to death. Go fuck yourself, eh? He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> we do the cha-cha-cha. I love to cha-cha. Thank you very much for the, uh, Thank you very much for the presence. It's very much appreciated. You're very generous and very cool. Let's get back to this. Why are you, why are you exporting your anti-vaccine far right-wing rhetoric to Australia? Again, I didn't know we had to import it. I didn't know we didn't have any here, but apparently the market works in mysterious ways and there's a there's a gap that needs Happy filling. Hanukkah, and America Hanukkah. thought, well, do it. Oh, <laughs> Winning underscore TV tip $20. Oh, thank you, sir. Happy birthday and Hannah Kapu guy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sir. Winning TV. DLive.tv slash winning TV. Yeah, fuck the club scene for a minute, goddammit. It's my nigga birthday. We in the room pre-gaming. Now we're talking. It's a Jersey to Cali thing. All the way out to the UK. Shit, we the trendsetters, goddammit. We get there when we get there. Allow me to play in my end shit. Fuck my my high. Happy birthday, my nigga. Oh, there was swearing in it. Another one with swearing. Another potty mouth out there, ladies and gentlemen. Mind your P's and Q's, children. Streamlabs. The, the stand-in teacher Streamlabs is monitoring your communications closely. Happy birthday, you cunt, says Insignificant Rube. By the way. The intro to the starting block with no K promised 3% sports, but you pricks talked about crickets or crochet or whatever for the whole fucking show. There you go. Another satisfied customer. Another satisfied listener to the starting block, ladies and gentlemen. 
one word, drop the K at the end. Thank you very much. We've really got to get to this. This is very important. My date of birth is not particularly important. (laughs) Doesn't matter how old I am. (laughs) It doesn't matter how old I turned today at all. And I never thought I'd care about that sort of thing because I thought I'd be dead by 30. I genuinely did. I thought I did. And I planned my 20s around it. Around around that inevitability that I would be dead before my 30th birthday. And now, well, now we're on borrowed time. (laughs) So everything that happens from here on out, I don't know. See how we go, I guess. (laughs) And Minister of Fun with a very fun comment. 26 is super young. Thank you. I know. I feel a lot older than that. If you watched isolated footage of protesters marching down the streets of Melbourne and regional Victoria last weekend carrying Donald Trump flags, yes, we've got our own we've got our own Donald Trump flags here in Australia. I've got Donald Trump merch that people have bought that people have sent to me. I got, a, I got a packet of Donald Trump playing cards once, one Christmas. Because <laughs> I just think it's funny. I don't wear Donald Trump merch around or anything, you know. I don't pull out the Donald Trump playing cards. I just think it's funny. He's got it. He, he really is. He really has. He really has sold everything when you think about it. Golf courses, casinos, hats, ties, wine, steaks. Fucking jets, <laughs> you know. Whatever he is, the Krusty the Clown in terms of marketing of real life. You know how cr- the joke with Krusty is? He's got there's a Krusty product for fucking everything. You know, Krusty Burger, Krusty Steaks, Krusty Planes, the Krusty Jet. <laughs> Krusty's marketed every possible fucking product, and so has Donald Trump. So that kind of stuff, you know. <clears throat> I it it. it that kind of stuff is fine, but it would it would take a lot for me to go carrying a flag for anyone, <laughs> anywhere. You know what I mean? I would carry a flag into the, like a football game or something, but it would have to be one of those big fucking flags that you see in, you know, European football. I'm not there with a little pissy little fucking little arrow flag. No, 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 not doing that. It's got to be one of those big ones. And swing that shit around all game, regardless of whether you're losing or winning. Doesn't matter. <laughs> swing it till your arms fall off. One of those fucking flags. Everything else is subpar. Like a big two-handed sword wielded by William Wallace. Slaying his enemies in York. Last month, protesters in Melbourne carried Happy gallows and noose. <laughs> can't, we can't get a roll on. You see? Oh. See what you've done? <laughs> Frozen Asian tip. Oh, Fraser! Thank you, Fraser. Got paid by my handlers, and now to use some of that money. Oh, on thank you. you very much. Happy birthday, Boots. Thank you very much, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. The host of the Sunday Night Shit Show and ROTC, Frozen Asian, in the chat. Very generous of Fraser. Thank you, sir. Very nice. Thank you very much. But you see what you've done now. Now we can't get a roll on. Now we can't get moving here. You know what? You know what? Fuck this article. Obviously, a read is not going to work tonight. Okay. Because, you know, it's taken 10... It, it takes me a long time to read stuff anyway because of all the sidetracks we do. I'll have to go... I'll have to leave by the time we finish this. 
So let's move along. Anyway, so no, we can't really move along because it sets up the next thing. <laughs> very professional, you know, very, very professionally run program tonight. As protesters rally in, uh, rallied in Melbourne and regional Victoria city of Ballarat over the weekend, their US counterparts pounded to Austra- pounded, pointed to Australia as a cautionary tale and spread misinformation about its COVID-19 response under the quote, hashtag Australia has fallen. One Twitter user shared images of the Howard Springs Quarantine Centre claiming it was concentration camps. Yes, we mustn't be loose with the way we throw around the term concentration camp, mustn't we? Hmm? AOC, I'm looking in your direction, sweetheart. What happened to all those concentration camps on the border? I mean... No, no, we're, we're back to saying we're not allowed to compare things to concentration camps again. Professor Grass, I sing the Futurama birthday song. What's the Futurama birthday song? My favourite song from Futurama is the Devil's Song, the Robot Hell song. That's the best one. This is exactly why our American forefathers gave us the right to bear arms. Alt-right political cartoonist Ben Carrison also weighed in publishing a cartoon of a kangaroo wearing a swastika armband and holding an Australian flag. (laughs) Embellished with illustrations of the COVID-19 virus. As the cartoon kangaroo zipped Australians inside his pouch, he told them he was keeping them safe. Yet another, yet another Daily Boogie meme comes manifesting into reality, ladies and gentlemen. Just, just sit back and enjoy the ripples that have become waves. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe. America, you must never give up your guns, Mr. Garrison tweeted. He put never in capitals. Yes, because we don't have any guns, obviously, here in this country. Definitely not. I mean, lucky you kept your guns, Mr. Garrison. Otherwise, you wouldn't have got Joe Biden as president. Am I right? <laughs> Thank God you kept your guns, mate. Hey, thank God you kept your guns, otherwise you wouldn't have spent 20 years in foreign wars that you didn't want to be in, hey? Thank God you got your guns. It worked. The article article continues. Why is the US far-right and anti-vax movement homing in on Australia, ladies and gentlemen? I'm sure you want to know the answer to this. Ever since the pandemic began, far-right US commentators have looked to Australia as an example of, quote, tyrannical rule. Conservative commentator Candace Owens compared Australia's government to the Taliban and called for US troops on the ground, which was fucking hilarious. She said, and I quote, When do we invade Australia and free an oppressed people who are suffering under a totalitarian regime? U.S. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz was savaged by Northern Ted. Sa- he was savaged. It was savage. Get him out of there! It's holy. Oh my God, he's killing him! Stop! Stop! He's already dead. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz was savaged by Northern Ted. Holy shit! Thank you, Karen. Karen sent me flaccid with the Ninja Gini. 
Boom right up your 30s guinea hole. Thank you very much, sir. And happy birthday to you too. Karen sent me flaccid happy birthday from a couple of days ago. Steph in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Our favourite resident Spurk. <laughs> US Senator Ted Cruz was savaged by Northern Territory Chief Minister Michael Gunner. Good name, Michael Gunner. When he claimed the state government's vaccine mandates were, quote, disgraceful and sad. Vaccination is so important here because we have vulnerable communities and the oldest continuous living culture on the planet to protect. We've got to protect the old, we've got to protect the Aboriginals. This is the chief minister in the Northern Territory. We have to protect the Aboriginals. They can't protect themselves, you know. But he's definitely not the racist one. Don't give us lectures. You know nothing about us. And Ted Cruz went, he's got a point. (laughs) Because really, what do you need to know about the Northern Territory? Cam Smith, an independent researcher who focuses on conspiracy theorists and the far right. So Cam Smith is an independent researcher who focuses on conspiracy theorists and the far right. So independent researcher, huh? Hmm. So it's someone on the internet who looks at right-wing tweets and stuff, right? And talks about hate speech and, okay. Maybe they have a blog or a video channel somewhere, perhaps. Maybe they do a podcast, who knows? He said, misinformation about Australia has become another front in the culture wars within the US. Going back to Port Arthur, Australia took this radically different approach to guns, and that's already a major flashpoint in the American culture war. If conservatives can say Australia has fallen, then it proves everything wrong we did with guns. Conservatives shouldn't be allowed to say Australia has fallen. (laughs) No, you should only say things that promote the state. (laughs) Oh, this is... We're heading into wonderful territory here, are we not? Anti-vaxxers are also disseminating misinformation about Australia's COVID-19 response. This will be good to strengthen their arguments against vaccine mandates and COVID-19 restrictions, he said. There's this alternative reality being created. Again, so you're the ones in the alternative reality. If you have some kind of issue with being told, unless you take this, we're not going to let you go back to work, earn a living, go outside. If you have an issue with that, it's because you're creating an alternate reality. (laughs) Oh, we're doing this one again, all right. I've got to tell you, though, I am a veteran of the alternate reality wars. I've heard them all, mate. I've heard all of the alternate realities. How about how about the alternate reality where marching people behind barbed wire fences is for their protection? Have a look at this. Under the cover of darkness, an urgent mission to bring infected people to safety. <laughs> We've got to bring those we've got to bring those people to safety in the middle of the night behind the barbed wire fence. (laughs) We do it at night time because COVID doesn't like the dark. COVID's afraid of the dark. Health teams don COVID swabs and heavy PPE. Heavy PPE. A long and difficult night ahead to find out how far the virus has spread. Oh, yeah. They're working extremely hard 
um, and particularly last night, there was a dedicated team who have been mm. um, continuously working for, for several days. I mean, they're heroes, really. Clearly. Clearly these people are our betters. Clearly these people are sacrificing so much. They're our heroes, ladies and gentlemen. Keeping us safe under the cover of darkness. <laughs> Nine cases of COVID have Nine. been confirmed. Nine? <laughs> what? Nine? Why haven't we put up guard towers yet? Nine people are out there, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully we've rounded them up already. Hopefully we've already got them in the camp. I'd hate to think about nine people in the most desolate country on earth. Running around without protection, without a mask. God help us all. I've been to the top of Mount Everest. I've sailed the seven seas. I've shared the stage with all the best. Lot of good it did for me. The end of the world. We're all going to die. ...in Binjari across multiple households, including a 78-year-old woman battling serious infection in hospital. For the community of just 230, a worst fear is being realised. So they they are already isolated. Travel the world. This place, man, <laughs> look at it. Look at where it is, okay. Look at this place. Look at where it is. This is where they live, okay. It's already isolated. Only 230 people live there. Just say, okay. <laughs> well, just stay there then. <laughs> but no, no. What we do is we go and scoop them up, and then we take them to a central fucking sorting facility. And we throw them in there with quarantine people and other people. And then we complain when the people party at this facility because they're mixing with people who are just about to leave and people who just got there in the in the two-week mandatory voluntary quarantine facility, which if you leave, you'll be called an escapee. <laughs> Upset to talk, Deb Aloisi from the local Aboriginal corporation told the ABC via text message, mm -hmm. they are so scared out there, ringing me and crying. Uh -huh. It's just heartbreaking. I've worked with these people for four generations yep. and their family to me. Uh. Making matters worse, people move regularly between Binjari and the nearby community of Rockhole. The government fears that means more cases are all but inevitable. Oh dear, how are we ever going to get past it? So we are doing things again. We're doing wonderful things here. You know, I, because I just wonder how this conspiracy rhetoric is getting out there. You know, why are we importing American anti-vax right-wing conspiracy theories here in this country? I've got no idea. Good evening. We begin with breaking news. A fresh Sydney COVID scare with police tonight forcing a Bondi backpackers hostel into lockdown. Uh -huh. Health officials have... Look at that. <laughs> Next door to me. <laughs> I wonder where they where do these conspiracy theories come from? Have you ever heard of such a thing? I mean clearly here we can see 
the, the police tape around the building, the building in Bondi, which is a very kind of expensive, it's Bondi, it's like the most famous beach in Sydney, the most famous beach in Australia probably. So it's very expensive. So we've got the police tape up around an apartment block in Bondi because of COVID. We're doing, yes, we're doing this again now. And you've got one, two, three, four, five, six police vehicles surrounding the building. But those are the six that are in shot. There might be more parked elsewhere. Police tape around the building. It looks like the scene of a, you know, a triple homicide or something. It looks like something you would see in the movies where they kind of wrap up the whole building and there's just lights and cars and people walking around with, you know, gloves on and taking notes and taking pictures and just a buzz of activity. But it's because of COVID. Someone in that building got sick. <laughs> and we're back to doing this again. Right back to where we started. Hey, just two more weeks, guys. Just ten more weeks. Two more weeks and then it'll all be over and everyone will be happy again. Everything will go back to normal. I've confirmed at least one positive case with fears of more to come. One. It's not yet. One case. This, this here is for one positive case. Savour that. One case. So we need to throw, we need to put every policeman in the city on that corner to ensure that nobody, to ensure everyone is protected. (laughs) Things are doing well, aren't they? I mean, I've got no idea. Honestly, why did Australia become a flashpoint for the US far-right anti-vax movement? I mean, why are the conspiracy theorists angry about this Happy kind Hanukkah, of stuff? My this makes sense. Professor underscore grass dipped five dollars. Oh, thank you, sir. This should be it. Okay, let's have a look. Thank you very much. What day is today? It's Nibbler's birthday. What a day for a birthday. Let's all have some cake. And you smell like one, too. (laughs) Yes, very good. (laughs) Fry's such an idiot. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Well, look. The world's a scary place. I understand that. You understand that. We're all fucking adults here. So I think as long as we can, you know, as long as we can find some kind of optimism for how the next 12 months, 24 months, three years are going to go, then I think we're going to be okay. You know, I want you to look deep down inside yourself and find that little positive spark that's in all of us and, and go forth into tomorrow with churlish glee and youthful merriment. How about that? So, on the good news front, I've got good news, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be able to be sticking needles in your kids soon. It's going to be fun. Good news. We can. Good news. We can finally get some jabs into those five-year-olds. I've been looking forward to this. Let's go. The new research from wanna, Pfizer wanna, is critical. You know why? Because I want to feel safe. That's why. 
I've been told now for two years that it's all about protecting me, keeping me safe. What do I want? What do I need you to do to protect me? That's me, me, me. That's the way it is now. So let's line all the little kitties up. <laughs> let's line them up and get the jabs into them. Double time. So that way me and my other friends can feel safe when we go to the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> And if you don't, if you don't comply with the new guidelines, then you're the selfish one. <laughs> you, you're the one who's being locked out of society. You're the selfish one. Have a heart, you disgusting, selfish bigot. You're probably a right-wing conspiracy theorist. So let's get the needles into the arms so we can trust the science and give the finger to those anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I've told you, I've been looking forward to this. The new research from Pfizer is critical as the country tries to arrest the spread of the Omicron variant. <laughs> Pfizer says its first two vaccine doses do not hold up well against Omicron. Really? But the third shot, the booster, provides 25 times the protection against Omicron. <laughs> It's science. It's the science. <laughs> joking with the diamond. Thank you for the diamond. Joking. Just joking. The booster. <laughs> we don't really know what Omicron is yet. We don't understand how devastating it could be or how mild it could be. But what we do know is our vaccine that we produce gives you 25 times the usual protection. <laughs> 25 times the safety. Insignificant room in the chat. Look at it. I'm just, oh my God, I'm rubbing this safety all over my nipples. Mm. I just feel so safe and warm and snug in all of this safety. Mm. <laughs> Give me more safe. I want more safety. Mm. I want to feel your safety deep inside me. 25 times protection. Incidentally, this did not go unnoticed by our local authorities here who were quick to jump on this fucking revelation. Top doctor Nick Coatsworth responds to Pfizer's Omicron booster protection claims. Now, it is worth mentioning that once upon a time, uh, you know, the very same people who are now screaming in your face telling you to trust the science, once upon a time would have said, who paid for this study? That used to be something they'd say a lot. You know, when when a climate change report comes out and suggests that climate change is not as catastrophic as you may have been led to believe, the first question that you're always asked is, who funded the study? All those studies are funded by big oil, right? Oh, did you, oh, did you find a study that was funded by the, by the oil companies, by the coal companies, huh? Is that what you've got there? So they just instantly dismiss it. And now, and now, and now, the company that's making the product is doing a study saying that if you just get one more dose of the product, you'll be 25 times better protected than if you don't. 
and it's just unchallenged. No, no, no. You've got to trust the science on this one. It's science. Don't stand against science. But what about the people who are funding it? Don't we normally care about that? Shut up, you science denier. You Nazi, you right-wing conspiracy theorist. Shut the fuck up. You should be banned. You should be kicked off Twitter for the things you say. He's out of control. Ladies and gentlemen, how Australia became a flashpoint for the US far-right and anti-vax movement. I wonder why that is. How does this keep happening? It's weird, isn't it? You know what it is? It's just so random. It's almost like they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) It's strange. Australia's former Deputy Chief Health Officer, Dr Nick Coatsworth, has responded to pharmaceutical giant Pfizer's claim a third booster dose may provide, quote, an especially effective defence against the new Omicron variant. It's especially effective. <laughs> you've, you've heard of safe and effective. Now, now meet especially safe and effective. I'm special. It's special vaccine. <laughs> it's magic juice. We mix the magic beans in there. We crush them up in a mortar and pestle and put it in the in the jab. Now you're especially defended. Now it's like walking... You're basically walking around with Kevlar on now. You're so fucking protected. Look at you. Look at you. You're basically a superhero. <laughs> I'm 25 times stronger than the average unvaxxed man. The infectious disease expert referred to Pfizer's advice that a third dose of its vaccine could provide special protection against the variant, saying, quote, It's good that we've got the data, but I listen to ATAGI, so A-T-A-G-I, Australian, etc., one of those departments. Okay, so I've got my own experts that I listen to, but you go on with your experts if that's what you want to do. <laughs> good advice. Good advice from the, the former number one medical officer in the country, eh, just listen to whoever you want. The Australian Technical Advisory Group recommendation in Australia is that we get our boosters. Okay, you have been told. Vaccine boosters are going to be as important for Omicron as all variants going forward. It's not ending. It will continue. The safety will continue. The protection will continue. We are going to be protecting you from a, for a long time to come. So settle in and make the most of it. And just remember, if you are quarantined at some point, that it really is just for your safety. Dr. Coatsworth said he had received his six-month reminder to receive a booster shot and would soon be making the trip to receive his third dose. He emphasised he would be getting whatever's available and wouldn't become picky when it came to receiving either Pfizer or Moderna jab. There you go. I'm just going to have whatever. (laughs) Sign me up for whatever, Doc, because I believe in the science. Eh, they're all good enough. You know, we take a very scientific approach to this topic and we trust the science, we back the science and we listen to the experts. We've got an expert here right now. Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Expert, which one should I get? Eh, whatever, they're all pretty good. Just get whatever one they got. In fact, get one of each. He said, and I quote, I'll probably either get Pfizer or Moderna, whatever's available. 
And all Australians should be looking at getting their boosters because that's the reason why Australia has done so well. We're doing so well, guys. You guys are doing so well out there. Everything, everything's going so well for you. <laughs> well, well, speaking of going well, look at how well we're going. Insignificant Rube sent this one through. A grieving mother and father from Williamstown are pleading for Western Australia to relax its border restrictions after being denied entry to identify the body of their 20-year-old son. Wow, look at how well we're doing. Things are going so well, aren't they? (laughs) You see, never relax. (laughs) You see, because we can't let you come in and identify your dead son because we're keeping you safe. We're protecting people. (laughs) Remember, ladies and gentlemen, don't listen to those conspiracy theorists out there. Don't listen to those people spreading misinformation. Everything here is fine. Everything here is wonderful. There is no tyranny here, right? This is all for your safety. If you try to suggest that this is some kind of tyranny, I mean, clearly you're a you're a right-wing extremist. I don't know how else to tell you. There's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. <laughs> a grieving mother and father from Williamstown really? are pleading for Western Australia to relax its border restrictions after being denied entry to identify the body of their 20-year-old son. But Premier Mark McGowan is... (laughs) Benny G in the chat. He's dead. Trust us. (laughs) Look, you don't need to see... You don't need to see your dead son. (laughs) What if we Skype you? (laughs) Ah... Imagine the politician trying to get Zoom to work so they can ID the dead son in the morgue and instead it cuts to him masturbating. Oh, I thought the camera was off. Standing firm, insisting the harsh rules are about protecting his state. Protecting the state? (laughs) We're, We're denying these grieving parents the right to see their dead son because we're protecting the whole fucking state. Wow. There really is there really is a superhero complex out there, isn't there? It's like who remembers when Avatar came out? One of my favorite little kind of short rundowns on human behavior in 2020. Well, what when did Avatar come out? Like 2007ish? Maybe 2009, somewhere around then. But anyway, a, a nice little kind of cross-section, a nice little microcosm of human behaviour can be reached by assessing the reaction to the Avatar movie, where a number of people were recorded as having committed suicide because after they saw Avatar, they were so depressed that they would never be able to live on that planet <laughs> because it's not real. So they killed themselves. And 
here we have this guy who is doubling down, who believes that, again, denying grieving parents the right to ID their dead son. They're not allowed to see their dead kid because he believes he's protecting everyone. I am a I am a human barrier. None shall pass through me. This is for your safety. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like a troll that lives under a bridge in a fairy tale. None shall pass without paying the toll. <laughs> Foggy in the chat. You may get the corpse sick. That's true. That's very true. A morning Melbourne family locked out and let down. The fact that he was lying in this cold morgue by himself and, I mean, God, it just killed us. Jordan Grace had been living out his rugby dream in Perth. He was three days shy of his 21st birthday when he took his own life. His grieving parents tried to enter WA on compassionate grounds, but their appeal was denied. Denied. Because clearly, clearly we've got to protect people. And I put on the application quite clearly why we were going there and it was just to go and identify our son, my baby. Despite being double vaccinated, the Grace family was told they would need to spend 14 days in hotel quarantine. Oh, oh, wait. (laughs) Do you know what else is a conspiracy theory? Okay, just to let you know. And... You know, if you're a mod in this chat, you know I've always given you free reign. Like, like I don't have any rules for modship. You're independent terror cells, and you'll act accordingly, according to your own will. But if you see anyone spreading this weird conspiracy theory that, uh, you know, you know, because there's people out there who try to say that, what's the difference between being double vaxxed and not being double vaxxed? Beyond being allowed to go to the hairdresser and order a cup of coffee in person, like, what's the difference? But hang on, you told me you told me that uh, the being the double vaxxed status would uh, allow me to have my freedoms back. What happened there? How come I'm how come I'm double vaxxed and I'm not allowed to go ID my dead son? Why are you doing that? <laughs> but look, I have all the vac. No, no, I'm sorry. You have to spend two weeks in quarantine like everybody else. Hopefully in a camp. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully in a nifty little quarantine camp. Won't that be nice? <laughs> So, I mean, obviously, obviously, clearly, uh, our way back to freedom, our way out of this is with, of course, uh, making sure everybody's double vaccinated. It's the only way you're going to get it. Good stuff from the Australians. (laughs) All right. I might take a quick little break. I'm going to grab myself a beverage. Just a quick couple of minutes. We'll be right back. Stick around. Much more to come up after this. So we'll see you soon here on The Daily Boogie. I've been doing some looking into Boogie Bumper and his fancy voice there, fancy Australian voice. Turns out after a little bit of uh, scrutinizing in my uh, studio here, his voice is not natural. He uses uh, digital uh, tricks, studio magic to make his voice sound deep. 
uh, and low and nice. It's it's actually not. It sounds like a high pitched kind of uh, weaselly voice. And also the accent fake. Uh, another digital trick, studio magic. So sorry, Boogie, had to expose you, but it's uh, you know you've been riding too high for too long, sir. It's pretty. It's so pretty. Go with We go with Ian Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations. It's just uh, Ian Michael is a visionary. Uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria? Not knowing whether to wear a mask or not. Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Charworthing to hear with Charmoney Live! Where you can have a chahoo-chenanny of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasorcin of Karens, where these chicans just be going chug crazy It's off the hinge. We even got Karens jumping off the trailers! We got Karens going to crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamele Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen, due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off Karens to come within six feet of your disease, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instance, help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and let immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time of transition from sleep to awake. The best way to describe Boogie Bumper is that he is a left-wing socialist criminal who should not be allowed to have any influence over anybody. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right on. This world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. How are you? Like I said, so much more to get through in so little time. So much so that we didn't even get to the part that I wanted to get to that we referenced before we went on a break. So why don't we do that now? Thank you for joining us. Hope you're having a good Friday. Let's go. Like I said, it's now safe for the kids to roll up and get their vaxxers, get their shots. Hello. Perhaps the only thing more confronting for a child than an injection is a prime minister.
about a what what if what if we had a prime minister who was giving the child a shot? Huh? What if we had a prime minister who was giving the kid a needle? Wouldn't that be a good optic? <laughs> Instead of kissing babies, why isn't he jabbing them? I want to instead of kissing babies from now on, we need the politicians masked up with a face shield, with the full poncho on, and the big dishwashing gloves, giving kids little shots in their arms. That'd be so much better. Imagine all of the, you know, the minorities and the women holding their babies aloft for the president or the prime minister to just come around and just kind of stick, 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 just jab them all, have their little hands out, and then he he jabs them and then he kisses the ouchy better. Wouldn't that be nice? The ouchie, the fauci ouchie. Joe King with the diamond. Melbourne is shithouse. Oh, sorry. Sucks to be Melbourne. Sucks to be Melbourne. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for the diamond, sir. Let's carry on. Hello, how are you? What's your name? Mr Morrison meeting a handful of the more than 2 million children now approved to get the vaccine. Good. This is another important step forward in our vaccination program. The expert advisory group Atagi deciding Pfizer was safe for 5 to 11-year-olds. We decided. (laughs) We decided what's safe for your kids. (laughs) Hey, thank you for keeping me safe. And I mean, lucky we have this Lucky we have this Pfizer study that shows how much more safe is it? Vaccine doses do not hold up well against Omicron, but the third shot, the booster, provides 25 times the protection against Omicron. So wait, so the the original the original ones, according to Pfizer, don't hold up well. Don't worry, our old product, we're phasing that out. We're phasing out the Delta era vaccines and we're phasing in the Omicron era vaccines. They're going to be like car models coming out in the spring, you know? Hey, did you see the new Mustangs? Oh, man. Did you see the new vaccine? Hell yeah. I still think we should name the vaccine Turbo Dragon. We should name the vaccine Turbo Dragon. And then just hand it out at nightclubs. Watch watch the young kids fucking line up. They can't wait to get that Turbo Dragon into their arm. We've got to sell this thing. 25 times safer. The new research from Pfizer is critical as the country tries to arrest the spread of the Omicron variant. Pfizer says its first two vaccines... Charlie in the chat, Sinister Charlie, God boogs, get better at OBS. Because <laughs> I guess I didn't have the right video up. Yes, I know. You know why? Because I have OBS... I have the screen... You know, like the preview screen. I have it so small on my screen because I don't want to be distracted by it. So, and then the, uh, the the downside of not being distracted by it is the fact that I'll often miss what's on it, <laughs> if that makes sense. I'd, I'd rather occasionally have the wrong screen up than be distracted by it. I don't want to look at it. Sinister Charlie says, joking, obviously, too late, can't take those words back. Cunt. That, that hurt. That shit stung. On my birthday of all days. <laughs> What a fucking piece of shit. Charlie comes in here and insults me on my birthday. Wow, man. Wow. Wow. Somebody, somebody please don't ban Sinister Charlie. I want him to stay here, but sit in a corner and think about what he's done. Why are you trying to ruin little Boogie's birthday? 
someone doesn't want to turn on the jumping castle later on. Someone doesn't want ice cream after lunch. Interesting. Someone doesn't want to go home with a lolly bag. Mr. Fun, Charlie really is sinister, isn't he? Isn't he just awful? Awful human being. Sub to Sinister Charlie, by the way. He's better than PewDiePie and you'll shoot less people. Sinister Charlie. 25 per time. 25 times safer. Yay! Science, woo! Vaccine doses do not hold up well against Omicron, but the third shot, the booster, provides 25 times the protection against Omicron. Three doses against Omicron are almost equivalent to the two doses effectiveness we had against the, the wild type, the original variant. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe what I'm hearing. He just said three doses is almost equivalent to last year's two doses. So the... <laughs> Three is the new two. <laughs> you know what? Last year, all the kids were rocking their double vaxxed. Now I want to see triple vaxxed. Let's get that trending. <laughs> dude, are you, do, dude, do you only have two vaccines? Fuck, man. All or everyone who's cool, everyone who cares about safety is doing three now. Oh, really? You've got your third already? Fuck yeah. I'm so safe. <laughs> we got to get your third one now. Two was last year, three is this year. It's almost as good as two. <laughs> it's almost as good. He said he said that three the three the three now is almost the equivalent of the two. <laughs> Sounds good. Doses against Omicron are almost equivalent to the two doses almost equivalent we had against the So it's not as effect as effective apparently as the two. But it's almost as good. That's what it is. Joe King with the diamond. I guess the criminals are traced now, no crime now. Speaking of tracing, I've got a good news for you since you brought it up. How would you like how do you like that? How do you like that little segue, sir? COVID tracing. This is from the Sydney Morning Herald, which I think is the sister paper to the age in Melbourne, so you'll know exactly where they're coming from. COVID tracing apps, quote, normalise surveillance of daily activities. What? 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 So for those who aren't aware, the Sydney Morning Herald is kind of like, it's the main, it's the main kind of left of centre paper in, in Sydney, right? You've got the Telegraph on one side, which is like the Fox News paper, and the, the Herald on the left, which is the the kind of CNN MSNBC paper, right? If that makes sense. And look at this headline from the Sydney Morning Herald, huh? Look at that. They're catching on. They're finally catching on. That headline again, COVID tracing apps, quote, normalise surveillance of daily activities. The left-wing paper. But of course... It's, it's bittersweet, isn't it? it? It comes with sweet sorrow because as we've been saying on this show for as long as we've been doing this show, a few years now, obviously the problem is not that people don't care what's happening, it's that they don't care until it's too late. 
See, the time to care about the surveillance issue of the COVID tracing apps was back in early 2020 when us who were getting kicked off the platforms were complaining about it. That's when it, that's when it mattered, you see. It, it matters, it matters it, generally speaking, the time to stop something from happening is before it happens, not after. I know it's very, it's very complex. But so now you're going to have a lot of people kind of jumping on the bandwagon as the program gets ramped up. Now you have people who are kind of like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Temporary loaded with a diamond. Whoa, the first two were super effective too. Super effective, super safe and effective. Now it's especially effective. Especially effective. We saw the article before, Semper. Australia's former Deputy Chief Health Officer Nick Coatsworth has responded to pharmaceutical giant Pfizer's claim a third booster dose may provide a, quote, especially effective defence against the new Omicron variant. 25 times more effective, I'll have you know. 25 times, my good man. New research from Pfizer is critical as the country tries to arrest the spread of the Omicron variant. Pfizer says its first two vaccine doses do not hold up well against Omicron, but... The third shot, the booster, provides 25 times the protection against Omicron. Woo! 25 times. That's a lot of safety in there. They're packing into that needle, isn't it? How do, how do they do it? <laughs> it's like um, something, the Aussies in the chat will know this is fucking true. The, the way old guys drink beer, this was once described to me when I was younger by another guy I was roommates with who was a couple of years older than me, and I'd never thought about it until he told me. He said, he's, he's like, have you ever watched an old guy drink a beer? And I'm like, no, not really. And he's like, out of a bottle or a can, he goes, watch them. What they do is they do this move where they take a sip of it, like especially if it's a hot day or something. You think of like fucking Australian summer, 40 degrees. It's fucking hot outside, mate. You know, and it's humid and it's just the stinks filling your nose of the heat of the day. And you open a beer and you watch the old guys and they take a little sip of it, right? And they go, and then they sit back and they look at the label of the beer as they're, as they're swallowing. They look at the label of the beer and they kind of give like a little shake of their head like, ah, like, how do they do it? <laughs> and since that was pointed out to me, I have noticed that is exactly how old guys drink beer. They savour every drop. Ah, yep, that's a good one, that is. <laughs> Foggy, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> how good, how do they do it? How do they get all that fucking goodness in there, in that one bottle? How do they do it, mate? So the new, because that would be toxic ma uh, male behaviour, I think, if you were endorsing that sort of thing. So now we're getting the booster shots that have 25 times the protection crammed in. Isn't it funny how they kind of describe them like they're describing a new shampoo? <laughs> Our shampoo gives you 25% more shine. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Can you please put, uh, can you please define protection in falsifiable terms? <laughs> This vaccine gives you gives your life force 25% boost. <laughs> we here at the vaccine company believe that our vaccine gives you 25% more optimism and shine to your life. Well, oh, that sounds great. Hey, trust the science. <laughs> 
three doses against three Omicron doses are almost equivalent Omicron. to the two doses effectiveness we yeah. had against uh, the Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, we were wrong. We were wrong. We were wrong. We were wrong. He said three doses against Omicron is almost equivalent to the two doses against the other strains. That's five doses, ladies and gentlemen. So, so the delta, the delta, the delta ones were two. That that was a double. But the Omicron, I can tell this is going to be serious. We're going to need three for this one. <laughs> That's five. We're up to five. And you may, it may, you may be up to six because remember the the booster we were told last time. We don't know yet if the booster is effective or not, but just get it anyway. That was Fauci. Just get it anyway. <laughs> if you're booked in to get it, don't wait. He said, he said, don't wait to see if they come up with a new one. Just get it now and then get the, the new one when that comes out too. Just get all of them. Line up for your boosters. Bookings will open this month with shots available from January 10, just weeks out from the start of the new school year. It protects our children. Protecting the children. Got to protect the children, don't we? It protects their families and it protects their schools. <laughs> so much protection. And look at look at this little angel and look how happy she is to be getting her jab. Isn't that nice? Smile for the camera, honey. Thank you, Mr. Government, for this protective safety booster shot. I feel like I can go back on the jungle gym again. I feel like I can go on the slippery dip one more time now. Thank you. Children will wait eight weeks between shots, not three like wow. adults. Oh, and okay. the doses are much smaller. Really? A third of the adult shot. Just it's a not third. Just because they're, they're smaller than adults, but also because they've got a, a very robust immune system. Instead of the... <laughs> That's right. You heard him. We have to give them a shot, but it has to be a smaller shot, not because they're small, but because they have such a robust immune system. <laughs> but I would have thought that would mean that we don't have to give them one. I must be a right-wing conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Joking with the diamond, these vax people are like addicted crackheads. Come on now, I'm half vaxxed, I'll have you know. If you weren't around for that episode, go back in the archive if you're on YouTube and look for uh, Just Got Vaxxed, Ask Me Anything. So got the one. So, you, hey, don't talk about, don't talk that way about my vax. See, I, what I see in the future is I'll be like the half mutant, half human person that brings the mutants and the humans together. That's what I'm going for. So, no, not pure blood, but not, not zombie either. He's somewhere in between. I'm like I'm like that character in the uh, in the Terminator movie, <laughs> not the Terminator. <laughs> I'm so bad at the reference thing. Greeno's the king of references. Pessy's the king of references. I'm so bad at the references. But oh god, what was the guy who you know he was he was put on death row and then he was turned into a, like a kind of primitive half Terminator and then he got sent back and he helped out John Connor and all that backstory. I'll be that guy. I will help them. I will help the zombie mutants mix with the real people. I'll be the bridge between them. 
you know. <laughs> it's going to work out fine. I'm playing the long game. Fuck all of you. Fuck the anti-vaxxers and fuck the vaxxers too. Fuck you all. I'm, I'm on team half-vax. <laughs> well, you can't blame me. I tried it, so it was okay. But then I just thought, well, I've had one and I've done that. So then I'm, you know, I don't need any more. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, no, you've got to get your second one, your third one. Nah. Nah, just add the one. That'll do. Okay, bye now. Oh, you need to get a booster shot. No, I don't. I don't think so. I did that. That was enough. That was enough for me. And the main thing is we got to, again, I keep stressing, the main thing is we got a funny story out of it with the guy, remember, who was doing the needles and it was his second day on the job? Could only happen. And it was all of the fucking around and the the big Delta Goodrum sign on the front of the stadium. (laughs) There were so many moments that it was worth doing and I would do it again, but only for the first time. Minister of Fun with a diamond boogie, the half-blood prince. Now you're talking. Exactly. I mean, look how safe we're making these children. Well, there is plenty more to unpack this morning on Jabs for Kids. Hey, we've got to unpack Jabs for Kids. Well, there is plenty more to unpack this morning on jabs for kids, vaccine boosters and the current threat from Omicron. We're joined okay. now by infectious diseases expert, Professor yep. Peter Collignon in another Canberra. Expert. Professor, good morning to you. Um, let's start if we can. with. If only we could create some kind of council of experts. If we could get all of these experts kind of deliberating and debating and discussing and coming up with solutions for us in our lives... And then, you know, use, like, say, the the government and the police force to implement those restrictions. I mean, that's really what we want, isn't it? That's freedom. You have the freedom to breathe, thank, because of us. You're welcome. (laughs) You have the freedom to be alive because of us. Now stay in your homes. (laughs) Thank you for the freedom. So generous with their freedom giving. With Pfizer for kids, what difference will this make going into the new school year? So let's hear what difference it's going to make giving the vaccine to the children, which I stress again here on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we are on Team YouTube and we support Susan Wojcicki and all of her efforts. Here on Team YouTube, me and Susan, or as I like to call her Suze, I call her Suze. We often have conversations about, you know, COVID safety, vaccine safety, what kind of content we think people need to be, you know, protected from. That's a big thing that often comes up in our conversations. Mainly mainly through email these days because I'm too busy. But she does try to ring occasionally and I'll just write her an email back. Hey, Suze. Yep, I have seen the latest numbers for the COVID vaccine rollout. Yep, it's looking pretty good. I agree. So, of course, here on Team YouTube, I mean, we're all about that safety, especially for the children who can't make decisions. So we'll take the decision. We need to take the decision out of the hand of the parents with various threat and, you know, with various threats of, say, losing, you know, payments or... Uh, not having the ability to access a daycare centre if you don't get your kids jabbed. That's what we really need. We need to take the choice out of the parents' hands and because obviously they're making the choices on behalf of the children. So the children can't decide. We make it so the parents can't decide and then we call parents bad parents if they want to decide for their killed children. Killed. Killed the children. (laughs) 
kill the children. Do not kill the children. Well, we do now seem to have enough data to show that in children, uh, the vaccine will be safe and effective. Children have much less complications and still actually relative to their parents who are, if they're unvaccinated, much less infection. But they do get infection and they can be a way that it can spread to others. So vaccinating them gives them protection, but also decreases the chance or the amount of uh, infections they'll get and then pass on to others. So get your kids vaccinated to protect us. So despite saying that, yeah, you know what? The kids, it's really not that bad. <laughs> look, 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 they don't really get sick all that often. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But, hey, why not stick, a, why not stick, stick vaccines in them? <laughs> because it, it'll keep everybody else safe. It'll protect everyone else, you see. Because they do get it and they do spread it and we need to prevent that from happening because it'll protect you. So it'll it'll protect the older people. They're trying they're, they're trying so hard to protect those unvaxxed people, aren't they? They keep saying, oh, those unvaxxed people out there, they're at such risk. That's why we're that's why we're sticking needles in children. To protect the unvaxxed who we hate because they're science to dies. What is going on out there? I'm sorry, why are you trying to protect the people you hate? That doesn't sound right. You, you keep saying that you wish they would all die because that would teach them a lesson about vaccines, but then you're forcing people to get it in order to keep the unvaccinated safe. <laughs> I don't understand. Are you trying to keep them safe long enough to kill themselves for your own amusement? What's going on here? We want to protect them from COVID so when they get it, they won't see it coming. <laughs> We need to protect the unvaccinated from COVID and I hope they die from COVID to teach them a lesson about getting vaccinated. Figure it out. It, it really doesn't make much sense if you just take one second to think about it. That's all you need. Let's carry on. Let's. I want to hear more about this safety. It will make a difference, and it should make a lot of difference so that we don't have classes being closed, schools being closed next year. We've had a lot of loss of school, yep. some more than we need. We, you know, so what, we're vaccinating the kids to keep, to keep the teachers safe now? Is that what we're doing? We're protecting the teachers. Who else is working at the school? <laughs> of course, you've got a couple of cleaners. A couple, you know, a couple of office staff, a couple of groundskeepers, and that kind of thing. But it's mostly teachers working at schools, isn't it? So what do we need? So we need to get the children vaccinated so they protect the teachers. No, so they protect the other double vaccinated people. Remember, two two jabs was only good in 2020. 2021 is all about your triple jab. Getting your third. Get your boosters. 
Got to get your boosters. Cancel the amount of uh, infections they'll get and then pass on to others. So it will make a difference and it should make a lot of difference so that we don't have classes being closed, schools being closed next year. We've had a lot of... Well, there is plenty more to unpack this... ...and still... Them gives a I was just about to say, We've look at all- that happy kid there. <laughs> With a little science shirt on. Isn't that nice? Mum dressed her up that day, obviously, for the camera. And that's very cute. A lot of loss of school. Some more than we Double. need. Give them a we, thumbs you know, up, honey. Schools are being closed, etc. Mm. But we don't have zero COVID anymore as a policy. Oh. And that actually means we can have much more normal schooling, particularly... Uh, m- not normal, but more normal. We don't actually have zero policy. Right. Oh, so so you're no longer doing the zero COVID policy, right? We just watched a video where a where a an apartment building was being surrounded by police tape. There it is. Why? Why? Because one person in there had COVID. So if we're willing to call up, you know, six, at least six police cars, put police tape around a building because one person in there has COVID, how is that not a zero COVID policy? Because as for the last time I checked, one is only one more than zero. So if you enforce one like this, that tends to make me think that it's a zero policy. No, no, don't be ridiculous. You're falling for right-wing misinformation, my friend. This is not a zero-tolerance policy at all. This is a protective quarantine station. Ah, This is a safety precaution. Ah, okay. I can get down with it. Can you please... Can you please just not keep me safe until I do the shopping, though? Because I'm going to need to get back into my... I'm going to need to get back into the safety facility at about 7.30pm tonight after I finish work and pick up the shopping. And then you can lock me down. That's fine. But just, you know. I heard that you restrict the amount of beer that I'm allowed to get delivered too. So, you know, I kind of got to load up. Right? Expert advisory groups. After children are vaccinated in reasonable numbers. Okay, we will be one of the first countries to do this in the world. So, what would you say to any parents who are still sitting on the fence? Ah, good old Australia, the world's guinea pig. (laughs) And long time listeners to this show will observe, will they not? How many times? Press one in the chat if you've ever seen something on this show relating to Australia. And we've laughed about it and people have said that'll never happen here. And then, you know, of course, within six months or a couple of months or whatever it is, I just come across some story from the United States and it's like the exact mirror copy of what is in fact happening here. And then we all have a little laugh about it. And press one in the chat if you've ever seen that on this show. to all words. It's a one-fest. It's a one-a-thon. It's a one-a-thon. We're wanting the fuck out of it. Okay? We came, we win, we won. Got them all. 
So when you 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 know you veteran listeners now you know that when you hear something like "Hey, little old Australia is going to be the first in the world to trial this five to eleven year old vaccine rollout," that is when my American brothers and sisters, that is when your patriotic ears should prick to attention. Because that means, guess what? You're getting it too. And if you and if you think it'll never happen there, <laughs> do we have to do another poll? <laughs> Everybody gets one. Or as a policy, and that actually means we can have much more normal schooling, particularly after children are vaccinated in reasonable numbers. Okay, we will be one of the first countries Good. to do this in the world. So what would Little you say here. to any parents who are still sitting on the fence? Well, I don't think we're the first people in the world. Wonderful. There's been millions of children already in the US oh, that really? have been vaccinated. With going the other way this time it'll never happen there <laughs> with this reduced dose that's in the Pfizer oh, vaccine okay. and the good news is the original studies were relatively small only a few thousand yes. but there's now been millions of children vaccinated in the US and if you get complications you usually get them within a week or two isn't it nice that finally Finally, we've jabbed enough children in the United States to figure out that it's not that dangerous. <laughs> hey? Trust the fucking science, ladies and gentlemen. Good job, everyone. <laughs> All right, look. All right, look. We've got needles into at least two million kids now. Now we can say that the, the, the downsides aren't that bad. <laughs> wow. You know, not that many children died or had injuries. I mean, you know, so it's pretty good. It's good enough. Good enough. Hey, just get it anyway. Even if you don't, even if you think that it's not safe, just get it anyway. Get your boosters. All right, let's get them on the train early. Okay, let's tell you what. We'll do one more. So I'll give you a choice. It's your call. We can either do... I've got uh, a Jussie Smollett video from CNN, or I've got this video from The Telegraph, which is, I guess, like a mini doco from someone at The Telegraph in the UK talking about why is Kamala Harris not as popular as we thought she would be. <laughs> right? So it's your choice. Press one for Jussie, press two for Kamala. What do you want to do? Your choice. And then we'll get the fuck out of here. I've got to go have lunch with sweet old mum for my birthday. I think it's the twos. I think it's the twos. The twos have it. So Kamala it is, because you've probably seen enough Jussie already. Kamala it is. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Because I know you all appreciate the UK's opinion on your politics. <laughs> we did it, Joe. Come on.
Kamala Harris made history as the first woman, first black American, and first Asian American to become vice president. Well, she's all of them. She has a vagina, so that's a plus, that's a tick. She's also black and she's also Asian. She's all of them. Good. That means we don't have to elect one of each anymore. Isn't that nice? Sorry, black guy. We've covered you. Sorry, black female. We've got you covered too. All right, good. Now we can just get back to the white men. Huh? Reassuring. Good to know. Joe Biden's running again. Good news. In some ways, the fanfare around her being sworn in overshadowed Joe Biden. Well, Chamberlain, she is all the minorities all the time, which would make her the majority, by the way. It would make her the majority in 2050. She would be part of the ruling. She, If it's any consolation, just know that in, by 2050, Kamala Harris will be part of the ruling ethnic group. <laughs> The majority ethnic group. And isn't that nice to know? That being everything except white. (laughs) That being everything except white men. Black Asian vagina carrying person. Taking the oath of office. Just make her emperor. But after less than a year in the post, she is a historically unpopular VP. No, 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 no. See? After after less than a year in the post, she remains a historically unpopular VP. No, no, no. She was historically unpopular before she was VP. The reason that she's VP is because she was so historically unpopular so as to be ineligible to become president. Because even the fucking Democrats hate her and always have. Always have and always will. She is only really popular in that one part of California that she's from. That's it. Everybody else, even the rest, even other other Democrats in California hate Kamala Harris. And you know, I don't not not to delve too deeply into no not to dip our toe into the conspiracy theory waters or anything like that. But one might say that the whole Kamala Harris angle has been an operation, a PR operation from the start to gaslight, uh, you know, a citizenry into believing that this person is popular when she's not, when she never was, and she never will be. Gaslighting a whole population into trying to get you to believe that you love this person when we know the overwhelming majority of people, both left and right, hate her. The Democrats especially hate her. When she was running for president, she had 1%. 1%. Those are Jeb Bush numbers. So it's not that she's a historically unpopular VP. It's she was historically unpopular beforehand and continues to be. VP or otherwise. She could be a dentist and be this unpopular, I'm sure. She could be a town, a city mayor and be this unpopular. Always in the frame during Joe Biden's major addresses. She has been notably absent from the president's side of late. Her really? diminished public presence has even prompted one US columnist to nickname her the incredible disappearing vice president. Uh-huh. Kamala Harris has an approval rating of 
down from 50% when she first took office. It appears to make her the least popular vice president at this stage of an administration in at least 50 years. For context, Mike Pence's approval ratings were above 40% at the same stage of Donald Trump's administration. Can you believe? <laughs> I mean, look at Mike. Even he doesn't believe that statistic. She cannot believe that this white supremacist was more popular than the woman who is literally everything, who is every race and gender simultaneously. The black Asian female. How could it be that this Nazi, Mike Pence, this guy here, how could he be more popular? It doesn't make sense. Does it? It's almost, it's almost like they never really liked Kamala at all, isn't it? It's weird, strange were above 40% at the same stage of Donald Trump's administration. Really? So why is she seen to be doing so badly? Well, mm. there's a feeling... See, it's she's not doing... It's not, so why is she doing so badly? No, no, no. Why is she seen to be doing so badly? Because it's all about perception, man. Because really, those right-wing conspiracy theorists and those trolls, they have been brain-fucking you into believing that Kamala isn't popular. When we all know she's so popular and everyone loves her. You see, here in the corporate media, we believe that Kamala Harris is the most popular politician who has ever lived. But out there, right-wing conspiracy theorists pushing hate rhetoric will have you believe that nobody likes her at all, not even Democrats. I mean, can you believe these people? They're trying to gaslight you. That's what they do. That's what Brian Stelter does. It's what Don Lemon does. It's what Joe Scarborough does. That's what they do. They accuse you of gaslighting and creating an alternate reality when you express the reality to them. Their reality requires you to be the insane one. <laughs> That's how they construct their reality. Yahtzee mind tricks. <laughs> Will Chamberlain. She's not to Will still delivered on the two biggest tasks that Joe Biden has entrusted her with. First, Tackling the root causes of the migrant crisis. The root causes. Let's go through some. Let's see what my chat's like. What are some of the root causes of the migrant crisis? And go. <laughs> what kind of a chat do we have today? A racist chat or a bigoted chat? Do we have any supremacists in the chat? Um, mods, if you could just ban anybody who spreads uh, hate rhetoric, that will be anyone who answers with anything other than what migrant crisis. If you can come up with a reason why there's a migrant crisis, you're a racist. <laughs> this much we know. And the rules will be enforced here. Jim Enward, ban self. Good move. Sacrifice. I like it. Sacrifice yourself for the greater good, Jim. That a boy. Be an example. Despite a record spike Become the change. coming into the US, she did not go to visit Mexico. And Look at Donald. Donald Trump was such a genius. He was getting people used to their little COVID isolation bubbles. Look at that. Look at that lovely scene there. See, ironically, this time in 2018, this scene would have horrified people on Twitter. You could play this, you could, you know what? Somebody grab a screenshot of this. <laughs> I'm telling you. Somebody grab a screenshot and say something like, you know, 
Um, new government guidelines keep people COVID safe during customs. Like during <laughs> new migrants are being kept safe in these COVID chambers, these COVID COVID isolation bubbles, and you'll get a, a million retweets and likes. And I'll go, look how responsible we are. <laughs> and it'll be the it'll be the actual picture from the kids in cages. <laughs> That's a free one for you. Because, I mean, look at this. Look at the little love heart on the door here, right? Where the migrant children are being kept. That little love heart, that number four there, that's saying that that's the fourth COVID safety room. We're calling it a safety protection room. And we're keeping the children safe from COVID. (laughs) And you watch them. They'll go off their tits. They'll say what a great idea it is and trust the science to the US. She did not go to visit Mexico and Guatemala until June. Why would you go to Guatemala? I mean, come on, we can't hold that against her. We cannot hold it against Kamala Harris for not wanting to go to Mexico or Guatemala because like a normal person, she probably said, ew. So that's actually, that's a good thing. (laughs) Ew, gross, no way. Six months after starting the job, during an interview, not going to that shithole, said Kamala. She gave an incredibly tone-deaf response when asked why she had so far declined to see the conditions on the tone border firsthand. Response. This whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. <laughs> you see, you see, there's a reason that Kamala Harris was so unpopular before she ran for president. There's a reason that Kamala Harris was so unpopular when she got 1% of the vote from Democrats when running for president. There's a reason why she's the most unpopular VP of all time. It's because it's because she's her. And and that's what she does. <laughs> Because when it's all said and done, she's really not that good at this. She's not good at lying. To be a successful politician is to be a master of the lie. The art of... It's not even lying. It's just the art of creative truth, you know? To run with it. She's not good at it. We've been to Mexico. You haven't been to Mexico, though. Well, I've never been to Europe, either. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) I've never been to Mars, so what? Um, um, So you've never been to the border, Miss Harris. I've never been to Europe, either. Have you been to Jupiter? Well, no. Well, there you go. (laughs) It's like... What was that, Chris? Was it the Chris Tucker? Or, no, it was Chris Rock, I think. The one where he runs for president. So there you go. You don't know NATO, and I don't know NATO. <laughs> NATO Jones. <laughs> no, I'm talking about NATO. Yeah, NATO. You don't know NATO, and I don't know NATO. Actually, you know what? It's my birthday, so fuck it. And we're getting out of here in a minute. What was the name of that movie?
Head of state. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. I think this is it. All right. <laughs> I never, met I never met NATO. I never met NATO on about I don't talk about people behind their back. NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Oh, but you, oh, you didn't say that. I thought you were talking about the guy. I know this guy named NATO, NATO, NATO Jacobs. But you, you have know. to know these things. If uh, you're running for public Do you office, know NATO Jacobs? <laughs> do you know NATO Jacobs? I know what NATO is. Do you know NATO Jacobs? Uh, I'm sorry. I haven't met the gentleman. That's I what, what I done. said. Did I say that? Man? You don't know nothing about NATO? I don't know nothing about NATO. <laughs> <laughs> now, compare and contrast. <laughs> Where is she? Where's our girl? Here she is. All right, let's see the difference here. Did did Kamala go to the Bernie Mac School of Diplomacy? <laughs> on the border firsthand. This whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. <laughs> How do you feel about NATO? Should I never met NATO. I never met NATO on about I don't talk about people behind their back. NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Oh, but you, oh, you didn't say that. I thought you were talking about the guy. I know this guy named NATO, NATO Jacobs. But you, you have know. to know these things. If huh? you're running for public Do you office, know NATO Jacobs? I Do you know NATO Jacobs? I know what NATO is. Sir. Do you know NATO Jacobs? Uh, sorry, I haven't met the gentleman. <laughs> That's I what I said. Did I say that? Man? You don't know nothing about NATO? I don't know nothing about NATO. <laughs> All right. That's it. I'm out of here. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight. Very generous of you. Uh, you really are superstars. Don't forget to follow some of our friends, by the way. You got uh, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Don't forget the Minister of Fun. We won't forget the Minister of Fun. Uh, everyone's favourite lover of French pussy, Mersh, will be around later tonight with Louis in tow. Uh, who else you got? Uh, Winning TV, Victor Von Schroom, JJ Stoner, Joy of Pessy, Major Tom. Frozen Asian was in here before, ladies and gentlemen. Frozo. Hey, Frozo. Uh, Semper Reloaded joined us before. Semper Follow. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Much appreciated. Uh, the, don't forget the rice man, double four, double three. And anyone else, Chamani, anyone else I may have forgotten. Until then, give my friend uh, Chris a follow. I tweeted him out a couple of weeks ago. He does a show called Look Up Talking Words on YouTube. He's a good guy, funny guy. You'll like him. So if you look for Talking Words on YouTube, you'll see the little podcast. And I didn't mean little as in, you know, it's probably bigger than mine. <laughs> it's probably more listeners than mine don't show does. But they do a good show, so check them out. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for the well wishes. I'll see you next week. Don't forget the starting block as well. One word, drop the K at the end. Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye. You don't know NATO and I don't know NATO.